This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Miss Marvel finale and season review. Plus, Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg hunting vampires. Rob Zombie reboots the Munsters. Where is the MCU headed in Phase 4? And a whole lot more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, July 18th, 2022. This is Norm MacDonald, and you're listening to the, uh, uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says, the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon, huh? No? That's not that? Oh. <laughs> well, I fucked that up, I guess. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Crabs out there. Let's give it up. Hey, what's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, he's wearing his haram hat, (laughs) everyone, because he is forbidden. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Can I eat this hat? Yeah, well, can you? I know it's haram. <laughs> and I can eat, eat the halal hat. I, yes. I ate that. That was pretty good. No, the haram hat is made out of pepperoni. It shouldn't even be touching your head. Oh, I thought it said harem. I thought I was going to get laid. Oh, no. fuck. <laughs> God damn you. The halal hat has been blessed by oh. uh, an imam, and you can eat that one. No problem. Yeah. They'll send you right to heaven. It was very spicy. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a lot of turmeric and cardamom, and yes. Oh, that's what Pakistani it is? Pakistani food, yes. Cardamom. Cardamom. It's got uh, your mom in it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about your mom? All right. Well, gang, how's it going? Anthony, how you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Okay, good. I always forget to ask how you're doing, uh, if anybody cares. He's no fine. Uh, we got a... I can't wait to get to our main review, It's <laughs> as you heard in the beginning. It's going to be a lot of inside Pakistani humor. But first, a little bit of geek news. Let's dive in right now. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. I got some random things here. A couple of random trailers. Uh, Next week will be the big news week because uh, San Diego Comic-Con is this coming weekend. So, yeah, we'll have a lot to break down. Marvel will be there. Warner Brothers will be there. Can't wait. This week, here's the random shit. A couple of trailers. Netflix has this movie coming out. They put out a trailer. It's called Day Shift, and it features Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg playing fucking vampire hunters. Geek bonus. And I'm already sold. I don't. That's all you had to tell me. Uh, have you guys? Did you guys get a chance to check out this trailer? Yeah, it looks like Blade, but not cool. Not, yeah, I watched it. Not as cool as Blade. <laughs> I watched it. Nah, it looks all right. I mean, some of the action that this whole opening scene is very uh, uh, crazy. What do you think? I actually saw this trailer a couple of, like a week or two ago. One of my friends posted it in our chat, and they went, "I was not expecting that." Yeah, you know, with the way it opens. And what did I think? I think it looks like garbage. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it it looks like a Netflix movie with Jamie Fox, like that one we reviewed. Yes, Power, Power Project Power. Yes. And, and, you know, it just looks like a it looks like a concept maybe from you know the eighties, but done now and not as i don't know i mean it could potentially be 
kind of like a stupid little fun film, but given the track record of Jamie Foxx on Netflix, <laughs> on Netflix. I, I don't I don't have very high hopes for this at all. This one, I don't know. This one got me a little more excited than Power. I like the style of the editing and the violence and the gore you get in this trailer where he just shoots this old woman and she's a vampire and she's contorting. Uh, uh, here's the thing. It is directed by a first-time dude named J.J. Perry. J.J. Perry, stuntman. He is a stunt coordinator. Whoa, is he, uh, when he said he taught John Wick, how to yes, kick ass. from the people who taught John Wick how to kick ass, that's J.J. Perry. He did the stunts on John Wick Chapter 2, uh, Fast and the Furious 8, Warrior. So this is his first and only uh, directing credit. I don't know. It might be fun. This, the fight scenes might be fun, but I think the overall movie is going to be a letdown. But I think that that's fine for me. It's I'm not paying for it. I'll watch it. It's great. I can't, How can you be mad with Snoop Dogg with like a, a mini movie, a mini Gatling gun, just fucking mowing people down? Uh, and it is for essentially a free movie. Yeah, it's a free movie. You know, we're not. You know, it's it just it was a surprise. We're not expecting it. It just yeah. there it is. Boom. And we've got Dave Franco yep. making jokes about peeing his pants. Yeah. So this is the type of movie you're getting. Exactly. And uh, I'm all in. It is to have kind of a throwback, Blank like sold. 80s action <laughs> feel. Just, But uh, uh, yeah, August 12th. Yeah, let's just take an idea. Like, It's literally like we don't really have a plot, but no. we have an idea. What would, ha- what would happen if we had Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg hunting vampires to collect their teeth for money? Okay, let's make a film. Here's some money. There you go. Here's a budget. All right, Netflix is like, here, here's $100 million. Do it. Like, when they made Blade, they they don't need to make the Vampire Hunter movie anymore. They've already done the best point. It's it's, it's been done. It's a good point. Where are you, Stephen Norrington? Where are you hiding out, man? What happened to you? I mean, you do Blade with, like, John Wick-style action and, like, over, you know, editing. Uh, It could be fun. It had me. Also has a lot of potential to be... As stupid as it looks. Yes. I mean, they do make the, like, the Twilight movies joke in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, you make a Twilight movie yeah, jokes yeah. when Twilight <laughs> had Twilight. its run, what, 10 years ago? <laughs> Who's talking about Twilight? No one's saying no that. No one's talking about Twilight. But I guess if you're a vampire hunter, you need to do your research. So, I don't know. Twilight, the first Twilight came out in 2008. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, this is what you're dealing with. You're getting, do, you're getting piss jokes, vomit jokes, and joking about a movie that hasn't been in the... Uh, lexicon of public opinion for 15 years. Right, but at least it's probably <laughs> not an expensive movie. It's $100 million. It's still, it's probably a hundred. It's, <laughs> no, it's $100 million. I'm it's, looking at the oh, Wikipedia Oh, that's the budget? Right oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's still inexpensive. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're talking about, like, what did they spend on Thor, Love, and Thunder? 250 Yeah. For comedy, so. Uh, it's probably going to be Ooh. forgettable. August 12th, you can check it out on the Netflix. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It caught my eye just because I was like, oh, shit, Snoop and a fucking mach- Gatling gun. It's amazing. Lister, let us know what you think. Join the conversation. There's a post on our Facebook page, Jock and Nerd Nation. Uh, somebody posted the trailer. You can comment there. And you can meet all the listeners and geek out. Lots of spoiler threads. Fantastic geeky discussions happening all the time. Link in the description. All right, let's move on to a completely different uh, trailer. Uh, This one's Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the prequel series. Again, you want to talk about expensive, the most expensive TV show uh, that's ever been made. The first season costing almost half a billion dollars on top of 250 million. They paid for the rights to make this. And we see 
A lot of characters, a lot of crazy locations, a lot of crazy shots, rugs. You're the, you're a big Lord of the Rings guy, I think, out of the three of us. What, right. did, you, what did you make of this? Geek boner, floppy jock? Well, I do? know that there's a big contingent of people who do not like this. Oh, really? Why? And but, why um, would that be? I don't know because this isn't really canon. Oh, uh, this is some kind of like development that's based off of. Tolkien's work, but not specifically drawn from Tolkien's work. So it's like inspired by, uh, so it's not the Cimmerillion. They're not Whoa. doing that. Oh, so it's not pulling any it's some actual kind text. of prequel, like set a few hundred years before everything that happens in Lord of the Rings. Rise of Sauron. Maybe, but nope. it doesn't really, they're not, they, they haven't really alluded to it. It could, that could be something that they're keeping close to the vest, but I don't know. So, Galadriel, uh, if you don't know, is uh, the main character in this, and okay. she was in the other Lord of the Rings films. Right. Uh, that was the one played by, I forgot what her name was. Uh, she played Hela. Uh, oh, Kate Blanchett. In, yeah, yes, Kate Blanchett in played yes. Galadriel in the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. And this is her young, when she was a warrior, which I didn't know she was a warrior, but I guess that's how they wrote it. And uh, look, it looks like they spent a shitload of money on it. It looks like um, it's going to kind of be nipping at the heels of Game of Thrones. Yeah, with their prequel is also coming out soon. A more adult version, like not an adult, like in, as in porn, but like more adult than the the the, the movies that were kind of just a straight up adventure. Oh, you think they can push it a little bit more? Yeah, they're probably gonna have like they're gonna want because they're gonna want to try and get the female audience in there. Yeah, with relationships and stuff, and you yeah. gotta have. Um, more of that stuff. So it's probably going to be more adult in that way. There's going to be relationships. It's probably going to be a little bit more violence, a little bit more gore. Will they show boobies in Lord of the Rings? Probably not. No. That's what Game of Thrones has over them. Anthony, there's some creatures in here, some monsters. Does this do anything for you? No. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, haven't even se- I mean, I haven't even seen, I've only seen one Lord of the Rings movie. Correct. Was, eh, yeah. On the whole thing. So. This one's all you guys. Well, you know what? I, it The trailer looks impressive. The locations are crazy. The effects are crazy. I'm wondering if they can make me fucking care. I don't even know if I barely care right now watching this. Like, yeah, it looks pretty. You see the money. But I'm really going to have to sit down and it's going to have to make me care. Yeah. Does it look it, like it'll make you care, Rux? I don't know anymore. Like, with these shows, it's they kind of are so hell-bent on being as bland as possible. <laughs> like, with their casting and everything, it yeah, really seems yeah. so bland. Yeah. And nobody, like, really stands out. Uh, I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't really know any of these people in, that are in this show, and it's got a huge fucking cast, but, again, I, you gotta watch the most expensive TV show ever made. Like, what, you know, what are you giving me for all that money? Can't wait to find out. Okay, that's September on Amazon. Uh, and then one last trailer that I threw in because it's fucking weird and funny. Uh, it is a film by Rob Zombie. Anthony, are you familiar with the Rob Zombie musician, White Zombie? Yeah, musician, filmmaker. director. Yeah, you seen any of his uh, previous movies? Yeah, I've seen some. I've seen bits and pieces of his movies. I generally don't like his movies because uh, they're just a very mean spirited movie. They oh. are. They're very unique. I mean, he has a style. You know, how, yeah, it's not very pleasant. No, it's uh, you know House of a Thousand Corpses. He did the new Halloween. 
uh and the uh what's the other one called devil's rejects the devil's yeah. rejects his wife is always in it anyways rob zombie has decided he wants to remake a movie and reboot the monsters i loved the monsters growing up did you ever watch the monsters anthony i don't think i ever sat through a full episode but i'm somewhat you know i'm familiar with the look Black and white. Rugs, were you a Munsters guy or an Adams oh, Family yeah, guy? I watched the shit out of that when no, I was a kid. What, what did you like better? Because there was always like the Adams Family people and there was the Munsters people. I like the Munsters better than the Adams Family. I did. Were the Munsters. The Monster Mash. The Monster Mash? Or is that a tumbling no, That is a Halloween a, song. That's just an yeah, older song. Called the Monster it. Mash. I do get. I used to get. I know Herman Munster, yeah. but I, I would get the Munsters and the Adams Family. Confused. The Munsters? people did was like a, a a comedic sitcom with all of the like the you know the wolfman and dracula and yeah and frankenstein and uh, yeah. you know frankenstein's bride but like a spin on like a a sitcom right where they move in to a neighborhood and uh the funniest joke is they have like this cousin marilyn who they're always like not to her face they're like oh marilyn she's not the prettiest she didn't get the looks in the family she's and, gorgeous and she's the most gorgeous perfect looking one of them so they think she's ugly i love that take anyways rob zombie is doing this monsters movie he put out a trailer and i know that look he does low budget things he's a very unique style but this trailer is really confusing anthony what did you think of this trailer I thought it was bizarre. I, yes. I, I, I was, this was another thing that you made me watch that I went, yeah, I have no interest in this. But then again, I didn't grow up with the Munsters. So. Well, as someone who grew one up with the Munsters, guys. I can tell you this. This looks like fucking horseshit. This looks, I mean, it <laughs> I looks, don't even know what the fuck Rob Zombie's thinking. Like, Rob Zombie's, like, got talent. Like, does. his Halloween movie was yeah. actually pretty, like, well directed in in many ways like i'm not gonna say it was a good movie but like there was definitely a stylish shit going on in there that looked like he he knew how to like film things and yeah. blah 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 this looks like i mean i listened to john campia and fucking christian harloff fucking troll this movie they're like <laughs> they're like rob zombie's got to be fucking trolling us he's got to have like a real movie like this is probably something he shot on his phone to, <laughs> and put it out but why would you put out such bad press for your film and make it look, I mean, this looks terrible. This looks like something that we could shoot. Yes, it looks like a student film. That's what it reminded me of. I mean, even. Well, here's, here's a quote from Rob Zombie because I thought, I was like, Rob Zombie doing the monsters. This must be a dark movie. Right. But he says, uh, referring, to, referring to Zombie's previous R rated films, he announced, for those of you speculating, wondering, and assuming the monsters would be dirty, violent, and nasty, well, you are wrong. Hmm. The film is rated PG. Oh, wow. And it's a PG. Well, so it looks like a student film. Yes, it's like so low budget, lower than B movie. But I feel like the, uh, the, he's trying to capture like the '60s low budget feel yeah, of the time. Like, but it's like, not—I don't know. I couldn't even. First of all, it didn't even seem like Lily at all. That's Sherry Moon Zombie, his wife. Yeah, it in didn't every seem movie. like Lily the character at all. It didn't seem like like. I don't know. It was just very strange. It's like, like a prequel when Herman and Lily meet, right? And Grandpa's there. And Herman Munster is played by Jeff Daniel Phillips uh, on the I show. I mean, like, the guy who plays Herman looks like Herman. He looks like Herman he Munster. Does. I always but, thought Brad Garrett could play Herman Munster. And even the guy like, doing Grandpa is close enough. Yeah, yeah. But Lily, I mean, Rob Zombie shouldn't cast his wife in everything. She has to be in every movie. And um, I don't know. It just looks bad. And it, like, I don't care if it looks bad. 
Like, I don't even care if he's like, looks like it's on video, but I want the content that's there right. to grab me. And then none of it did. None of it felt good. It felt like w- this looks like really like disjointed. So it's like, a, is it a kid's movie? Is that what he's going for? Like, uh, is it a can you tell me what, what even happens on the trailer? It's like, it's, it's all- like Lily meets, they, they do a, a, a meetup with, he, she meets Herman for the first time. Like, what was that whole bit where there's like, the the they were creating Herman Munster in that voiceover. It sounded so bad. There's a Nosferatu joke. I in really, there. I, I really like. It, there's episodes of Power Rangers that look better than this. <laughs> there's porn that looks better than this. <laughs> yeah, no, this this is straight like Wolfman, Wolf Cop quality. Yeah, Wolf Cop's like, better. Oh my god. Uh, oh jeez. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is bad. Like uh, I, I'm saying, it's so bad that I think Rob Zombie's doing this on purpose. Like it like, has to be. Like there's, there's no, no way. way that it could be like oh an accident that or like he was trying to make something and then ended up like this is like I don't know. Well, I don't know why he's making this decision. I'm hoping that he's trolling everybody and there's like going to be a real movie. It almost makes me like have to watch this movie when it comes out to be like what the fuck is going on. Uh, this is definitely a stylistic choice on his part. Yeah, but it's it's a weird stylistic choice in just I mean the black and whites there. You got the theme song. I'm dumbfounded. I love the surf really theme song. Dude, Fred Gwynn on the original show just gone fucking Grandpa oh, Lily. He's so good. Just it was amazing. And if they could capture that, but this is it's yeah, this is bizarre. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So I need to see what your reactions were. Netflix really really shooting for the moon with these, oh my God. <laughs> two movies. They're like we're gonna give you a shitty vampire movie and here's a rock they're also they're doing a prequel to Adam's family called Wednesday. I think Netflix is I, that's either a Netflix or Amazon. But yeah, there's another show that's like uh huh. trying to bring back Adam's family. Well that's so. like everybody's favorite character from Adam's family. Right. Like Wednesday Adams. Like she steals every movie, she steals every episode. So even even when they make animated films, she's the star. So it's like it's obviously like you want to see her, so she's like the the, the main standout. I was made out of real Girl Scouts. I mean, that's a little funny. Like, come on, it's the monster mash. <laughs> the monster mash. You do that mash. <laughs> it was a graveyard smash. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with any of this, but it's a fun old Halloween song. It's a great song. It's a great song. Okay, moving on. Some MCU news. Like I said, next week we're going to hear more from San Diego Comic Con. But this one, from Hollywood Reporter exclusive, Captain America four has a director, and it is a Nigerian filmmaker by the name of Julius Ona, who has uh, previously directed Cloverfield Paradox. And this, oh, that wasn't a very good movie. And this movie, uh, Luce, 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 or Luce, or Luce, L-U-C-E. I don't know how you say it. Uh, and uh, there's a movie called Girl of Trouble. Very, uh, you know, young filmmaker. Not a lot of movies. So... I don't know. What do you guys think of this? What does this mean? I mean, we know they like to take chances. Well, this is the different cap. This is Falcon cap. This is uh, cap. Yes, Falcon America. Sam Wilson. So, yeah, I think they're shooting for threes here right now. They're trying to get a three. Uh, the 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 movie's also going to be written by Malcolm Spellman, who worked on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, the writing on that show was was uneven for was, sure. Was a little bit. I mean, we've seen them pull directors out of nowhere that we thought were like nothing. You know, the Russos is true. do a good job. So it's possible. But then this also screams of a guy that they can maybe just kind of 
shepherd into yep. what they want. They, you know, yeah, they control so, somewhat. Yeah. They got, you know, they have their template. They got their rails. You just got to throw that dude in. He makes a couple of decisions. Sometimes that's how it goes. This isn't the. This isn't a choice where there's a lot of, uh, like, where we know this guy's style and we know, like, if we watch the film, we're like, yeah, that that's clearly like Sam Raimi influence or that's clearly Taika Waititi influence. This is going to be kind of a, a, a toss up on what we're going to get. I've not seen the Cloverfield Paradox. That was the one they dropped like at the Super Bowl. They were like supposed yeah, to play a trailer, just, and they're like, "Here's the whole was, movie." Yeah, it was just a stupid movie. It was not good. It was like it was very forgettable. Back in 2018, this loose I heard is pretty good and different. So, uh, anyways, they're moving ahead. Captain America Four. Here is a crazy. Okay, I got some more rumors. Fantastic Four rumors. We'll flip the script with the directors. There's a rumor going around that. Steven Spielberg, that Marvel reached out to Spielberg and he was going to direct the Fantastic Four. Right? Oh, shit. The rumor, that would be has, awesome. the rumor has been debunked. They said, uh, the reporter from Vulture said, Marvel did reach out to Spielberg's team to gauge interest in directing Fantastic Four, but I don't think he's interested. That would be awesome, but there's no way Spielberg is going to go into this like system and be told no what way. to do, right? He's going to want to write his own ticket. Would you like to see that, Anthony? And what is the probability that he would play along with Marvel? Probably not. Uh, probably like five percent right? chance. I would love to see it. I do give Marvel props though, and like, hey, it sounds like they did actually reach out, yeah. which is like, hey, they're, they're making a they're making a move for it. So that's 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 cool that they at least you know got over themselves and reached out. I don't know what kind of offer they made, and again, I don't think Spielberg wants to be in that sandbox, but. Good on them for reaching out. Shooting that's, their a, shot. That's, a, that's a guy that would totally fit Fantastic Four. He, that is Absolutely. the one guy, yes, that I feel could probably pull it off. You know, and you could be confident that this guy will be it's able like to pull him it off. Him or Zemeckis would be perfect. Oh, my God. Robert Zemeckis would be perfect. But the way they run their whole creative thing, you're not getting people like that. If you're going to have to tell them you got to get here to here to here. Here's, here's everything's been mapped out for you. The action scenes five years ago. Just work it in. Well, maybe, maybe they're, I mean, I know they probably have an overall plan, but phase four as a whole has been a little bit, you know, we don't know what direction it's going in. Correct. So maybe they were like, Steven, just do what you want and we'll figure it out after. And Steven was probably like, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I don't need to. I still don't want to. Need to there was a rumor on Twitter that Anthony Starr got cast in something. From oh, Marvel. I did see that. Is that, is that, is that debunked? Uh, uh, you know what? He, if, in Marvel? Yes. Can you imagine yeah, if he I heard was that Doctor, Doctor Doom, Doom, maybe. Could you be? Could Whoa, you imagine that? Awesome. Uh, let's imagine that. he was Doctor Doom. Oh Anthony God. Starr, Screen Greek, which is pretty decent. Anthony Starr, rumored to be major villain in Blade. Oh, and that's the oh, other one I heard. Maybe he's Dracula. Blade. That was it. That's the one I heard also was Ooh. Dracula, and I thought Doom. I would rather have awesome. him as Doom, but he would be a great Dracula. I could see it. Like the the white-haired Dracula? Yeah, him opposite Mahersha Ali would be amazing. Oh my god, that would be that would be wild. Uh, I think he got he got to get him in the MCU at some point. He's proven his range and what he can offer. It just sucks that Marvel kills all its villains, like That's like true. all the good ones. So stupid. Yeah, well, I think with a lot of them, it's like they can only get the big name guy to play like one one role. Like they don't, they can't get him to do more than. One movie. I oh, mean, I see. They don't so want to get locked down. Villi- they, that's why they lock him into a villain, yep. like Christian Bale. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I'm, I like Christian. There's no chance. I, Christian Bale was like, no, I'm not doing more than like right, one. Right. I don't want you to run my life for five so I years. Think that's why they got to. But they're like, like we'll, gonna, we'll take. I'll buy an island with this money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Well, Marvel will be like, we'll take the name value of you playing a villain in a, villain in a Marvel film and we'll just use that cachet. And it's worth even the fact that we have to kill the villain. Because a lot of big names play villains yeah, in Marvel. And then they all get killed off. Fucking Ro- Robert Redford's and your uh, all of them. Well, I mean, the guy, every single one. You're, yeah. Oh my god. All of them. Lance, lost Keaton, Blanchett, Except for the Michael uh, Keatons. He's still around. Michael Keaton's there, but what about uh what was the guy that played Iron Man two villain? Oh uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Mickey Rourke. He, he, yeah. he gone. Uh nope. who else, what was in the last movie? Oh well that was Elizabeth Olsen and Doctor Strange. Even the uh, Shang Chi, the, the oh. guy that played the the father. Yes. The father and kill him too. Yeah, he's a great Hong Kong actor. Yeah, nobody wants to get tied uh, uh, uh Tony Leung. To- oh, right, Tony Leung. Jake Gyllenhaal, not coming back. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, not coming that back. That is a really good point. That That's the only way they're going to get these people. Like, just think about like... A one and done. Think about uh, the boys. Like, Anthony Starr's been the villain for like three seasons, and he's great. Yeah. Yeah, because he's had the time to build those character. And then every single time long. that we get a bad guy, they kill him. Like, even the Green Goblin in the first movie they killed yeah. yeah, I hate when they do that. And and Doc Ock and fucking all of them. Yeah, I'm not Sandman really, but well, Anthony Starr might be in uh, Blade. That would be amazing. Nice. He, if oh, there's well, the rumors on Twitter. Well, people are just now spitballing. Yeah. They're like, we want to play Dracula. I mean, he'd be great as an X Man if you didn't do Dracula. He'd be great in a lot of roles. But you're probably right. They want he probably you know doesn't want a huge commitment. With these yeah. movies, some people. I mean, think Anthony Starr. He's, not he, he's great. Right. He's great, but he's not on the level of right. uh, with the last guy we just saw in the last. I mean, he's not Christian Bale. Right, he's not a Christian Bale level. So Anthony yeah. Starr, maybe he can lock himself into a couple he can movies. Stick around. You can't kill Dracula. Dracula doesn't die. Dracula. Dracula doesn't die. But him, like you said, versus Mahershala Ali, just acting, even without minus the action, them fucking acting up against each other. Oh, show me that. Yeah, Blades, think filming as we speak or about yeah. the film. Well, listen, I want to talk about the Russo brothers. But first, I want to tell you, you can get great podcast swag at our tea Public shop listener, jockadur.com slash shop, where you can get mugs, tote bags, tank tops, hoodies, T-shirts with a bunch of different designs, new logo, old logo. It's lots of fun. Get it, wear it, send us a photo. I want to see it and then take it off. Send me another photo, you know. The old uh, runaround. <laughs> Send him photos. <laughs> Send me your pictures. Send him some photos. Last thing on the news, I got. I want to get you guys comment on some comments by uh, the Joe and Anthony Russo. They got their movie, The Gray Man, coming out also this Friday, July 22nd on Netflix. Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling. Um, we'll talk about that later. I looked up the Rotten Tomato scores. Eh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But... They talked about the cinema and the theater and you know how all the old director dudes are like, this must be in the movies, even like Tom Cruise, like from Tom Cruise to your Scorsese's, the theater is a experience. It is, uh, it is our church. It's gotta be the, you gotta watch it there. It's the only way, uh, the Russo brothers, uh, they got an opposite point of view. They said our tour filmmaking is 50 years old at this point. It was conceived in the seventies. We grew up on that. We were kids. It was really important to us, but we're also aware that the world needs to change. And the more that we try to prevent it from changing, the more chaos we create. It's not anyone's place to reject the next generation's 
ideas. A thing to remember, too, is that it's an elitist notion to be able to go to a theater. It's very fucking expensive. So this idea that this was created, that we hang on to, that the theater is a sacred space, is bullshit. Oh, shit. Is his comments. Uh, thoughts, comments, reactions? I think it's such bull. It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I don't care who's saying it, but it's just that's just some bullshit. Sorry. That's what people say when they like. They can't get movies that play in theaters. <laughs> that's what it's just like. There's this business model has been in existence for such a long time. That's right? true. All right. This business. I mean, this is like since the inception of, of film, you go to a place to watch it. Now, cable's been around all these different conventions. It, you know, there's been VHSs, you know, since the 80s. People could watch movies at home. Yeah. Theaters are still around. This fucking uh, whole thing with the internet and video games all came. People still, it's still something to do. It's still something, it, it's still an experience. It's still a place that makes the most money for the movie, by the way. Like, they, I don't think they can make as much money for the movie without it being in theaters. They just can't. I don't think they're getting that kind of money. So yeah. this is awesome bullshit because if movies go away, if movie theaters go away 100%, which I don't think they ever will because it's something to do. Like like it's a th- like you can get a gym in your house, but people still want to go to the gym. Like there's just something, there's something about going out and doing something that they're trying to downplay it like it doesn't matter. And it's like, oh, well, if it's not in the theater, then it doesn't matter. Well, that's not true. I mean, you could have there's there's we have Emmy Awards for that reason because they there's amazing shit that comes out on TV. But they're two different things. So the money thing you mentioned, Joe Russo does point out that extraction being viewed on Netflix a hundred million times is the equivalent to a two billion dollar box office haul. Anthony, does it translate? Does these comments hold water? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I, to say it's an elite, elitist. I, know, it's an I mean, elitist. A, a movie theater can be expensive. Yeah, I mean, it, like if you go on a prime time, you know, popcorn and all that. But the way the business is structured, that's how they make all their money. Um, I mean, I think there's room for all of it. There's room for streaming, and there's room for movie theaters. I think the shared experience to see a big film like Top Gun or uh, Avengers Endgame or Really, anything yeah. like it's still awesome to see those kinds of things in a movie theater, and it's still just fun to be in a in in a movie theater with a with a, a decent crowd that's into a movie. Like, I think that's still an awesome experience. So, I think they're just saying this because the tea leaves are maybe pointed in the direction of of streaming, but I, I don't know if movie theaters will necessarily ever go away. I mean, it is expensive, right? And they do make the point that you know the price of a single movie ticket is the same as a one month of Netflix. You know, what are you getting for that? But you're right. That experience, it's a very unique experience. You can't get and like, How many times can you sit in your basement and watch a movie? Like, even if you love movies, you're still going to want to get out at some yeah, point. But if you got a nice big screen and fucking surround sound and you can almost replicate that experience of the quality. Still, you're missing out on the communal thing. I mean, sometimes it's annoying. You have people in your seat. People are yelling at them. (laughs) Yeah. It it comes with its things, but it also does, you know, as I said, it's it's still a communal experience. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's an elite. Like, uh, saying it's an elite, it is expensive, but 
it's not super expensive. I mean, I see families at movie theaters all yeah. the time. Uh, you know, the same conversation did happen when VHS came out and everyone's like, oh, shit, that's going to kill the theaters. And you don't need them anymore. No, everything lives on its own. The auteur filmmaking, though, comment also is strange because I, I kind of love the auteur filmmakers. I feel like they're inspired by auteur filmmakers. And at the same time, they're kind of making these corporate movies, right? They're cranking out these corporate Marvel movies. So, well, they're done with Marvel. They are right done now, with Marvel. They're, they're doing their own little Netflix streaming stuff. So, I mean, they're also promoting. Yeah. Like, you have to keep in mind they have a movie coming out on streaming. Yeah. The last movie they did uh, with Tom Holland was Cherry, on streaming. Yeah, and that wasn't really well regarded. So, so they're kind of promoting streaming, right? Because it's in their best interest. Damn it, it These worked. movies are coming out on streaming. Their plan worked. You got me talking about it, and now we're gonna watch this movie. I'm looking forward to the Gray Man. Uh, again, kind of a free movie. Does it have to be great? Probably not. It's just, you know, entertaining enough. Sure. Will it be better than the, the fucking day shift with JB Fox and Snoop Dogg? I don't know. <laughs> it's more expensive than that movie. Like what they was the best direct to uh, streaming movie that you've seen. There are a lot. There's a decent yeah. amount. Um, I liked, the uh, what was the one with, De Niro, Scorsese. Uh, Irishman. I was just going to say Irishman the Irishman. I really liked. Uh, Amazon had some good ones. One Night in Miami I liked. There's some good ones. There's some. There are some good ones. It's just you have to filter through a Coda, lot of crap. I mean, Coda is an Apple TV movie. One Best Picture. I haven't seen no, it. Though. I haven't seen that either. So they are there's there. All, there's all, it's, streaming is just like, just like uh, movie theaters were. Like there's... Good movies that come out in the theater, and there's bad ones. What's well, so, I think, but but I think the seeing it on a big screen, not everyone has enough money to build their own theater, see it on a big screen. Like there's barely anyone has that kind of money. So to, again, to go into a movie theater, I think even just like going to a movie movie theater and being forced yeah. to not look at your phone, yeah, yeah, like just is already a different experience. Like I'm, I don't the, the amount of times I get up and piss during a movie at my own house <laughs> is like inordinately like, higher than. Pause. Yeah. Pause to look at my phone. Pause to <laughs> like, let's go do on. something else. Uh, the, but if you look at the landscape of what's in the theater now, it's you know, and we saw this coming. It's just crazy how it's nothing but mainstream franchise tentpole movies. Yeah. Tentpole movies. And I kind of miss the '90s where you could go on a Friday night and you'd have all sorts of crazy different fucking movies playing. And now. It's just Thor on 17 screens. I mean, it's great. You know, I don't know. Uh, it's just weird. It has shifted, and there are gems on Look, streaming because there's no place to go. It's becoming more of a a convenience, yeah, so that less people are going to go. But I think people are still going to want to go. And they're not going to completely disappear. It's always going to be something that people are going to want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I like both. We're keeping yeah. it. Okay. We'll take a break here. Play some promos. We're going to come back and talk about Miss Marvel's finale and the whole season right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Matt. And Jesse. We host American Slacker Podcast, your weekly rundown for weird news, entertainment suggestions, and unique games. Every other week, we bring on guests from all walks of life, like comedian Mark Forward of Letterkenny. Yeah, we just call it tuna up here. We, we, we're pretty clear that it's a fish. And NYC stand-up powerhouse Ian Fidance. I want to fucking punch you in the fucking face with positivity and fun, motherfucker. Actor Brandon Crane of Stephen King's It. There's a lot of the work that I did, like Wonder Years to It, they were all very 
very, you know, period, 50s, 60s, and, you know, Chuck's were all the rage. And Art the Clown from Terrifier, David Howard Thornton. They also had to make a mold of my face while I was there, so that was kind of claustrophobic in itself. Musician Dan Simons of Just Surrender. First time ever going out on a tour, you remember every stop. And Nick Thompson of Hit the Lights. All, all the stuff that I think that people go through through life, and it's just like my outlet for that. Watch the video version of American Slacker on our YouTube channel, and listen to our show on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit our website, ASPodcast.com, for everything American Slacker. That's it. There you go. Hey there, everyone. Brian here, host of TV Trivia Pod. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? And what's everyone eating in the post credit scene of Avengers? Play along to TV Trivia Pod anywhere you get podcasts. And stay tuned for more trivia! Doc and Nerd Listener, if you enjoy the show, now is a great time to join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! You can support us on a monthly or annual basis. And there are tiers with benefits. There's things we give back to you such as an exclusive podcast feed that has bonus content. The shows go up early. There's instant reactions, movie reviews, and there is a full bonus episode right now. Uh, The supporters, the listeners have heard it. It is our 80s action movie showdown draft with John Bellotti Jr. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. The legend returns. Uh, Anthony, you want to uh, tease this a little about what we did and what we're going to do? That's fantastic. It was so much fun to record. Yeah, next week. Well, what we did is in preparation for next week's show, where after we talk about the news from San Diego Comic-Con, Mr. Bellotti will be joining, maybe in front of the Comic-Con's portion, to go ahead and have a 80s action movie tournament. We picked 28 movies. You can listen to it now on Patreon, what 28 movies those are, how we got there, blah, 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 blah. And next week, we will have a tournament to decide who is the king of the 80s action movie. Oh, my God. Jonathan Bellotti, Rugboy, and Imran as the three judges for each each showdown. So Anthony will not be judging. No, He'll just I will be judging just be us. Hosting. I'll be judging you guys and <laughs> probably making opinion. fun of the, or some of your decisions. That's right. This. Running the tournament, the movies we have picked are... Uh, they're all great. It's going to be very hard. Uh, Imran, how far along are you? Have you seen all these movies yet? Almost. Uh, I have a few. I'll talk in the end. I caught up on a couple more. I think okay, I just yeah, have maybe two end. or three left that I have to catch up on. Uh, I've got four left, even oh, though I'm not four. participating in the tournament in and of itself. I will still watch them all. I, got, I think I got the most to say. Oh, shit. <laughs> You've seen them all at one point, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I can't, not enough to talk about them. Uh, got it. Yeah, like, the big one. I'm rewatching the ones that I can't really remember enough. Like the big ones, I'm not gonna rewatch. Like I've seen them over and over again already. You know, like the main ones. Yeah. But uh, no, we had a lot of great reaction on our the Patreon page. Jesse Rodriguez wrote this comment. He said, "I may be biased on the Roadhouse as it was one of my Patreon picks. Either way, I'm seeing this at first or top five. <laughs> He's calling a top five. Finish I think it's definitely a shoe in the for top ten. I, think. The well, I will just say this because I've already laid out the matchups. Yeah." And I will explain how I got to the matchups next week. But uh, Roadhouse 
Ruggs is going to have a tough pick for Roadhouse. Oh, Let man, me tell you that. Tough. It is already in a doozy of a matchup. I can't wait. See, See but that's for your control. Like, I, I don't know. If it wasn't more random, I think it would be maybe work out better. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It is random. Shit. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's based off of Letterbox. So it's the the oh. rankings are completely out of my hands. It's oh, on the fans. Oh. All right. Oh my God! Tune in next week, listener. Can't wait. We will find out the greatest '80s action movie ever. Uh, you also get on our Patreon Discord benefits. We do monthly Discord hangouts with our Patreon subscribers. The this month's July's hangout is this week, Thursday, July twenty first, eight p.m. Be there or be triangle. You guys make it if you can. I would love to have you there, Rock Boy Anthony. When is it? This Thursday evening. 8 p.m. <laughs> yes, shit is I don't right. know if I'm gonna make it. <laughs> okay. I can probably do it. Rex will be there. That's fine. Uh, I need at least one of you to support the action, and it is action packed. Uh, and we have a you pick it tier where you can force us to watch and review any movie you want. All this fun stuff only on our Patreon, jockinner.com slash Patreon. Sign up today. Here's our review for the week. Miss Marvel has finished airing. It's six episode we're gonna talk about the finale the whole season here is your spoiler alert strap yourselves in you fucks spoiler time this is of course based on the marvel comics created by sana amanat steven wacker g willow wilson adrian alfona and jamie mckelvey miss marvel's first appearance in 2013 in the pages of captain marvel number 14 this is the seventh marvel disney plus tv show we have gotten a seventh season and for what it's worth, on Rotten Tomatoes, Miss Marvel is currently not only the highest rated TV show of the list at 98%, it's also the highest rated MCU property. The highest rated movie is Black Panther at 96%. Wow. Right? So that's a little crazy. Uh, the show stars Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan in the starring role and a buddy I went to high school with and there's some other people. That's fine. We'll talk about that later. Azur Usman, so he's a, he's the street vendor I went to high school with. Uh, but this was <laughs> you pointed, I think you pointed that out like every chance we've had to talk. Uh, I, I've said it a few times. <laughs> he and he had his, he had some great. Uh, he made an appearance in this last episode. The show was created for TV and written had written by Bisha K. Ali. Uh, Anthony, why don't you take us through the season or how this uh, finale ends up? What do you want to do? Do the whole season. What what is the show? I guess about? the whole season. It's a, I guess a coming of age story about a Pakistani girl living in Jersey City, I believe, that is a big fan of superheroes, especially Captain Marvel, and longs to be a superhero herself, but has a very strict family, and happens to come across an item that gives her powers that she has to hide. But that same item is also being searched for by by uh, ancient beings, let's say, or, or very old beings from another dimension that have have to obtain that item to get home. And by get by doing obtaining that item, they will destroy the world because they will it'll encompass our dimension and knock us out. So kind of a fight for going home type thing. And you got the uh, the the institute, the Department of Damage Control, which previously we had met Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, uh, chasing No Way Home. Yeah. Also in no, you originally met them in Homecoming. Oh right, it was Homecoming. Right, right, right. Tony Stark created. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, oh yeah, Michael Keaton kind of like contracted worked for them and stuff. 
Uh, and so they are also hunting enhanced individuals. Uh, look, uh, where do you want to start? Uh, you know how what I'm going to say. <laughs> Let me just to be clear. Let's if this, guess. If this is the first time you're listening to the show, listener, I am also came from a Pakistani immigrant family uh, and wanted powers when I was a teenager. Didn't happen, but was also a fan of superheroes and an and artist and drawing and doodles like she does. So let's just say everything they showed about the Pakistani culture, they nailed. And it was such specific shit I have experienced my whole life. I never imagined seeing it on a mainstream fucking show, much less a Marvel superhero show. Holy shit. Uh, just I'm tickled that they, they did. And, I, you know, I was worried that it wasn't going to be good. That Iman Vellani wasn't going to be good. But luckily, the show is, turns out to be good. <laughs> and she's good. And I love the, the finale. A lot of big revelations at the end. A couple things we're going to talk about. Uh, Anthony, overall, what did you think of the show? Did you like it up until the end? Did it have any issues for you? I would, if, if you heard my review of the opening two episodes, I was pretty over the moon about this show. I did end up liking the show as a whole. I think it did lose a little bit of steam mm, mm, towards the middle. Mm. I think the fourth and fifth episodes were a little uh, paced a little weirdly. I think they made some questionable decisions in where they took the story overall. Um, but I think they have a rock star on their hands in terms of Iman Vellani. I did enjoy the Pakistani like elements, the coming of age stuff. When it's really small and about that kind of stuff, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think them going to Pakistan and getting into the partition, although I think it's very informative for a lot of people that don't know a lot. I think they went a little too big with mm. some of this stuff. Mm. I think I think if you were if ideally you would put that into like a second season. I don't think you uh. need to I think it, where the show kind of faltered for me is I think if they would have just stayed as a coming of age story in uh -huh. Jersey City. Yeah. I think the show would have had a little bit more focus, but I think they went super big and went like okay, these are clandestines, this is Pakistan, here's partition, your family's had this whole line of history. Like, I think they, like, it blew it out too much that, like, by the end, I think it kind of lost its way. I think the last episode is good. I liked that. I didn't really understand where they were building towards them. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. the fifth episode ends, and you're like, I don't even know right. in the sixth episode who the villain is, yep. what up, what are, what's even happening. Yep. So I think there's some issues with the pacing, but overall, I did like the show. Um, and I think when they, as mentioned, when they when they stuck to the character stuff, when they stuck on Iman Vellani and like her interactions with all her friends and kind of like the the stylized stuff, I think it's really good. I think overall, as a whole, the the show is good. I think Mar Marvel has a little bit of an issue with their with their TV shows and just how they pace and structure their mm -hmm. shows. I don't really think they've figured out a formula for number of episodes i don't right. know if six works for them and yeah. I, I think they run through a lot of stuff yeah. in the six episodes to make it feel like kind of like this is all over the place but overall i still liked it and i think iman Vellani they had to nail iman Vellani as miss marvel and i think they did yeah it was entirely riding on that rugs did did it do it for you did what did uh did they mm. balance the the coming of age with the superhero no good but okay. i still enjoyed it that's the great thing about this show is that it's enjoyable yeah uh for different reasons um the enjoyability factor for me was more about because i found the whole partition thing to be interesting in fact i felt that the superhero stuff was so weak 
And that general story was so weak. I was like, I don't really give a shit about like this bracelet, but let me hear about this partition shit. Like, mm. and that, and, and let me hear about like the cultural shit. So I was actually more interested in all of that. And, um, then the actual superhero stuff and anything that it was tied to Marvel, I could care less that it was tied to Marvel. I was just like, Oh, this is, these are some cool, interesting characters. And it's kind of like, Oh, I'm learning about something new. And that was interesting to me. Like I felt like as a superhero show, it was kind of very weak. You know, Marvel does this thing where they give you the costume in the last, uh, episode. Right. Yeah. But everybody was good in the, in the, in acting wise and in their parts and all that stuff was fine. It's just like, I feel like they're, they're trying to do so many different things. They're trying to be a superhero show. Yeah. They're trying to have some historical thing. They're trying to have Marvel universe impacting stuff like at the end when they, you know, hit you with the mutant thing. Yeah. So all of this stuff is happening and, uh, now the parents are involved and the parents know that, I'm like, wow, this is all like happening way too fast. It kind of like, didn't move fast at the end. There, I feel all like, these wow, things they're happening. trying to do all this stuff so fast. I'm like, yeah. let the character just breathe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I um, agree. So I felt like they tried to do too much, but at the same time, it was still enjoyable. So, and I did think Iman Vellani was was okay. She was fine. So I, uh, you know, I thought it was good. I, I don't have any like real like big plot holes or anything that that bothered me to the point where I want to mention them. Like everything se- seemed like it was like, okay. The last uh, thing with everybody kind of where she finally uses her powers and she does the embiggen thing. And then oh everybody kind of rallies around she her. Did the thing. It was all fine. You know, it was yeah. all good. You know, I felt like it did feel like a show that wasn't for my age demographic, but at the same time, it still was fun to watch. I mean, a solid coming of age origin story. I do like, I have a few criticisms and I think like six episodes, I think I needed eight where well, you're right. They were trying to do too much. The clandestines get underserved a little bit. The red daggers it was were interesting. Weird. Like after that fifth episode, like Anthony said, like, yeah, all of a sudden you think the story's kind of over. Right. Everything's on the table. <laughs> Everything's like resolved. You're like, well, okay, what's happening now? Damage right. control. I guess that would have been the last thing and it was and that was it. Yeah, like you're you're like it ends that fifth episode. First so that was kind of one of my issues is that fifth episode is first off, she gets her powers and then or she's like helps solve the issue with the clandestines and then her mom sees it and they don't really let that breathe. Her mom just like, Oh, you're a superhero. Cool. Yeah. And it's like, uh, this overprotective woman would be like, <laughs> but oh, I'm just cool with you being a superhero. But like from episode one to two, they change abruptly. So episode one, she can't do shit. Episode two, everybody's cool with her going out and doing stuff. So episode five, Maybe. when they find out she's a superhero, it's like, ah, oh, no problem. <laughs> but, but that episode ends and you're like, okay, the clandestines are gone. Right. Now what? Um, what's that kid's name? Bruno. No, not Come Bruno. On. Comron yeah. gets the powers, yeah. but it's like, uh, Comron's not a bad guy. Yeah. And then, like, damage control's been there, but you're not like, I really want to see damage control get their come up in. So yeah. it was just like a weird space to leave the last episode. Yeah. yeah. We're just like, uh, uh, 
what does she need to save? Right. Where are we going with this? That's what <laughs> I was like. Is it? But, and, you know, and it didn't. It kind of had like a it's a small scale battle action scene, but I was kind of digging that it was just like it's her origin. and She has to go through this. So the twist they put in, I've kind of enjoyed where Kamran, not a bad guy until he learns about his mom. And he gets mad, and now he kind of turns on Kamala, and she has to not only protect him from everybody else, but also, you know, fight him because he's kind of at odds with her now. But they kind of come to the thing. She helps him escape. And then damage control, they just write in, oh, the one agent, uh, she got a heart on for these individuals, and she's not going to listen and goes ahead and attacks kids at a school. You know, in front of everyone, and I love like the call out to the community, like very Spider Man. A lot of Spider Man. It's yeah. definitely this like current generation's Spider Man story, where the community shows up, and even the cops are protecting Kamala at that point from the agents. So, and I well, it's supposed to be like an allegory to like her hunting Muslim, right, and, right, right, like thinking they're terrorists. Yeah. She, they have the line where she's like, "You gotta." Something along the lines of you got to be careful, like who, what these kind of these people get powers or whatever. Like, what, what do you mean, what people? He's like, yeah. kids. She's like, kids. Oh, that's right. She goes, but it's like, yeah. like you know, they're like, she and they're walking into the the mosque with the yeah. shoes on. Again, with the, the shoes on. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it. I thought the sixth episode was better just because they got. I personally didn't like that they went to Pakistan. I I, I get the partition stuff, yeah. but I just felt like they they blew it up too much. And it's weird that it I was feel like, like a second season type thing. A time like the, loop. The out second of season would be the second season. I feel like you do the first season, right? Yeah, it's all small stuff. Yeah, and you end the first season. If they were going to do a second, you're like, oh, like you end the first season. It's like, oh, like you didn't just find this object. Like your family's had history, yeah. and you do the the whole scene with the grandma calling and being like. Did you see that? Oh, you gotta come to like, Karachi. Right. Yeah, and it's like, oh, like the second season, we're going to Pakistan. Yeah, that's how you would normally structure like a, a, a show like this. Yeah, but I, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't think they knew. None of these shows know if they're getting a second season. It seems like, and they're trying to. No, just, yeah, they try to throw everything. Right, in. they're trying to throw a whole story. Like I was listening to this interview with Bisha K. Lee on this podcast. She doesn't even know she's going to be involved next season. Uh, she's like, if they had another, season. if they had another season, she's like, I'd be happy passing it on to whoever wants to do it. Uh, but. I, you know, I love the partition thing was it was crazy because I'd never even seen that, you know, just the the train and the people. It is weird that it's a time loop that happened and it was because of her. Yeah, that was oh, weird yeah. too. That also her grandmother finds thing. her father. So it, that had to have, like, I was like, yeah, okay. they try to do too much. Of that well, they, I mean, they definitely broke their own rules. I did see a video because they broke the rule of if you, you can't travel to, if you travel to the past, it won't affect the future. Right. And like it creates its own branch, but I saw a video on Screen Crush. They were like, "Well, Marvel introduced time loops, so this is like its own little loop in time." Yeah, kind of what like an Endgame, what they did. No, no, not like oh, Endgame. not like Endgame because those are little time loops. So they have to come back. Yeah, but but the the whole point of this loop is they did something in the past right. that affected the future that, or that like made the future. It's like a never ending circle, right? Type it's thing. like what? But if that it's happened, like, it's like a Terminator when yeah. Uh, yeah. Sarah Connor has sex with uh, Michael Bean's character. Right. That she makes John Connor. That was always going to happen. Connor always has to send back, uh, uh, what's his face? What's his name? Kyle Reese. Otherwise, Kyle he's back not going to get Irving. born. Exactly. Right. But if he didn't get born, how does he send him back? Oh, it makes your head hurt. Don't think about so, it. So that part was weird. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it had a couple of pacing issues, I think is the right way to say it, but they need more episodes. But 
I love the music. I thought the music choices were music was good. fucking fantastic. I feel like it had the kind of good episodic writing. Like they kept the mystery going. It didn't feel like a six hour movie chopped up into chunks. Which I, w- I would say it, it, it felt like it ended at the fifth episode, to be honest. It did feel like it ended at the fifth episode. They could have <laughs> wrapped it up right there. No problem. It felt like they ran to the ending in the fifth episode, and then they were like, oh, well, we got six. We got to do something with six. She's, Let's send her back. We got to fight some people. But they do they do some good things in six. Look, any show that gave me like a Daisy wedding, Eid celebration, partition, Karachi, Jesus. And, and a Riz Ahmed song. Well, in oh, there yeah. Too. The Riz Ahmed, who's a rapper, MC, MC Riz or something. What's his name? I don't know. But like, that's, your that's your boy. You should know. I He's uh, he's not bad. I like his rapping. I just don't know. I forgot his his MC name. But the little he details. He was in that show, the other show that was about Pakistani yes, culture it, that you, you forgot about. <laughs> yes. In the, what was that one called? Uh, the Night Of. Night Of, night of yeah. Where, yeah. Cab drivers may or may not murder people. And I don't know. I, a bunch of cocaine it, and then murder that and cab driver. not remember what happened and yeah. got to get away with it. But the little details that this show has from the Pakistani culture, like in the wedding where they there's a thing where he's like, who took my shoes? Like the, there's a game that they play where you steal the groom's all his shoes and he's got to like keep giving you money and you like extort him basically for him to get the shoes back. That I remember that every wedding. I'm like, why are people stealing shoes? That was in there. Just the way the mom talks to her and saying beta and jello and like, oh my God. I was like, I can't believe this is on TV. I love the fact that Bruno makes her mask. She has uh, the the red scarf from the red daggers. Her mom makes her a costume based on the broken necklace she finds. And her dad tells her that her name Kamal means wonder or marvel in Urdu and gives her the name Miss Marvel. That was a nice touch. I love yeah. all that. That's like so perfect fucking origin story. Where the community, her parents and her community like created her look and name. Yeah, that's nice. And they, now they all know. And it's just so funny. Like Chloe. Well, they know, but they, they're doing the secret identity thing. Yeah. Where it's like you throw on a, a Zorro mask and no one knows who you are. Okay, who is that? Iman <laughs> Vellani looks a lot like she reminds me of my cousins. Like I, there's, I have a. One family, there's a bunch of female cousins. They all look like her. And I was like, this is crazy. She looks like my cousin. I, I got one Iman Vellani weird thing that they did. Yeah. Though. Well, there's plenty of weird things. But one really strange thing that stood out to me was like, were they saying that she had potentially three love interests in a six episode show? Oh, well, there was Kamran, who she almost Kamran. kisses. Bruno likes Bruno her. Bruno likes her. Clearly but, likes but, her. And the dude from Red Daggers oh, seemed like they had a little thing oh going on. Oh, my God. On. She was flirting with the Red Dagger guy, too, a little bit. I was like, this is an odd choice wow. for a 16-year-old or whatever. <laughs> aggressive. Like, every guy is just fawning over her. I felt the worst for Bruno because, no surprise, I've been in that situation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we all have, right? Where you're like, you get friend-zoned, and you're like, man, I really like this girl, but she's like going after these hot guys, and you see them. And I just felt for Bruno uh, 100%. And I guess he is going to Caltech after all, taking the fucking thing. Uh, I yeah. even love like the Home Alone-style uh, plan they had. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this well, I liked that they did the... Um where she draws on the chalkboard yeah, and it's like stylizing. And I'm like, I'm glad they brought that back. I don't know when she had time to draw all that shit while she's they're coming up with a plan. But yeah, they kind of lost that whole thing from the first episode, like right throughout the series. And then they brought it yeah. back in the end. That, that, yeah, exactly. They, they, they lost some of that stuff. 
They and then they try yeah, they tried to pull it all back together and give you the action and the you know, the coming of age stuff and the the kid. I mean, Chloe shows up and then a brother shows up. It was great. Uh the and then Everyone's just able to get into the school yeah. before the police can. <laughs> yeah, like how well he explains he's like, I went to school here, they went use the window in the bathroom. <laughs> But yeah, and so and the battle is kind of brutal. Like she's taking some hits, and they're fucking shooting at her. The embiggen, I thought that looked pretty good. Like it looks goofy. Like it's supposed to. It would Wait look a minute. goofy. Wait, one second. Yeah, you said the battle was brutal. I mean, she's getting thrown. She broke, <laughs> dude. She flew through like a bathroom stall and broke a toilet, and then that one thing <laughs> threw her against the wall. There, there, there's some hits. She's taking some hits. <laughs> And the whole community. I don't know watching. if I would describe Maybe the battle as being brutal, but all right. It was fo- it was foam and softballs. That yeah, were, they, they were shooting foam yeah. and softballs. There was a foam party. That was great. They just pulled a, a impromptu foam party right there. <laughs> Is that how it looks like Anthony when you go to these foam parties? I haven't been to a foam party since I was probably seventeen years in old. In Ibiza, I went to a foam party in Ibiza. No, it's not you. <laughs> no, okay, that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, don't know if you want to actually go to a foam party. No, it's probably real dirty. Yeah. What kind of germs are in there? Everybody's getting COVID there. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a COVID factory. Mask up. I'm going Definitely. to a phone party. What'd you think of her in Big and Look? And, like, Kamran, like, pushes the car. She catches it. She's showing some actual strength and force and smashing fucking Humvees. I was like, this is dope. She, I think she earned it. I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, they, they you know, I, I didn't read the comics. So they definitely, but it seems like they definitely strayed away in terms of like the origin oh, and yeah. the powers. Oh yeah, it's, way away. But yeah. they're still incorporating that stuff. So yeah, I mean, looked, it looked all right. It looked fine. Yeah, I, I'm with rugs. It is different. Here is the biggest difference at the end when uh, the a week later wrap up. Bruno tells Kamala, "Hey, I did some more digging because you got to ask one of the questions. She has the bracelet. Did her mom have powers?" Did her grandma have powers? Was it just her great grandma? Well, how does this work? I think that if any of them had used their powers, the order would have come looking for them. The clandestines would oh, come. Oh right. well, so but then- if that is an if that is an incongruence, and they did have powers, then they should have showed up. Or is it what Bruno tells her? He goes, "There's something in your DNA." He says she has a mutation. You hear? The X-Men 97 stinger. I was like, oh, no shit. Oh, shit. That's the second time. Uh, real quick throwaway line almost. And I love her response where she's just like, eh, it's just going to be another label. Whatever. Let's go get shawarma. I was like, that's pretty good. But holy shit. That'd be the first. Is she the first MCU mutant in this MCU universe? Perhaps. Yeah. I just find it very strange that. It's just some kid that finds this out. Yes, this is Bruno. And- oh, yeah, this kid's the smartest kid in the world. Yeah. He doesn't have parents. His fucking place, his house blew up. He's uh, making Amazon Alexas. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> making, they play Urdu music, play Pakistani music. It's just yeah. very strange that that would be the person that would discover I guess for that. those that don't know, the like she was originally an inhuman in the comics. Right. And this was at the time when Marvel Comics was trying to get away from public, or um, expanding the X Men roster, the mutant roster, because Fox owned the X Men, so they tried to pivot. She's supposed to be a mutant, is what what you're saying, right? Yeah. No, she was an Inhuman in the comics. She wasn't Inhuman, but before, I believe, Sana Amanat originally wanted her to be a mutant. Right. Well, whatever it is, yeah. they couldn't. They weren't doing that because they pivoted away from using 
any Fox properties yep. in yep. Marvel Comics, so everything was being uh, re-ran as an Inhuman, so they were trying to pump up the Inhumans, which is why we got an Inhumans TV show, and there was supposed to be a movie. Yeah. And they're not nowhere like near that. as cool as the X-Men, and they never will be. No, so. I mean, they're, yep. they're, remember they're, so that's why I'm back to the X-Men. That, and that's why they're like, well, let's buy it back. But remember, there was a time they were literally phasing out the titles. There was like almost no X-Men comic yeah. books being published because right. they were like, we cannot let them... We need to break this. We can't give them any more money. And now it's all back and they can say mutation. And I mean, this is, we'll talk about this later because I want to talk about where the phase four is going. But I think this now is probably like the biggest, most important, impactful thing that has happened in phase four that seems to point to things that's left a clue. Well, it's finally something that we can look forward to, like the Marvel version of these mutants. But We've had so much of these mutants already. It yeah. might, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is it too late now? I mean, is are, how excited are you to see? Are you to see like Wolverine when we've already had Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Well, uh, Rugs, what do you think about that rumor? You weren't on that show. We were sick when we talked about the rumor of Taron Egerton talking in talks of Marvel, possibly to play Wolverine. What do you think? That's fine, right? It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's up. not a bad. I wouldn't like shy away from that. That can be good. Pull it up. But they teased us with Professor X and Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yes, he was there. Yes, they played the stinger. And then Wanda ripped his head off. I watched that again yesterday. It's pretty, still, it was good. I enjoyed it. Second time. Uh, but this is main main MCU timeline universe. Mutation 616. 616. Holy shit. Probably the biggest thing that, you know, this is a huge thing. That they're just- yeah, you're actually right that this is probably... One of the bigger reveals they've had that's actually a reveal and not like a like a a fake out or something like right? that. Right? What happened at the end of the episode with uh, Brie okay, Larson? Okay, let's get into that because the other things all of these shows are doing are setting up movies. Like they've all kind of pointed at the end to the movie that 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 goes along with it. At the end, Kamala, she's on her bed and her mother's like, "I don't hear you doing homework," and she gets up and her bangle starts glowing. And then you see her kind of get sucked into her closet through the door. The closet breaks. She's gone. And up comes up fucking Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, in a new costume, new hairdo. And she looks around and she sees that she's surrounded in this room with pictures of her. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Now, it would be easy to mistake, which I think a lot of people had, that Kamala turned into Captain Marvel. Because in the comics, when she first got her powers... She made herself look like Captain Marvel because she didn't know she couldn't be a brown girl from Jersey. This was their idol. She's like, I'm just going to look like Miss Marvel. This, that's not what happened here. This, according to Bisha Kelly and uh, Nia DaCosta, the director of the Marvels, directed this post credit scene. They have swap spots, apparently. Hmm. Kamala was transported and replaced by Brie, uh, Brie Larson, Carol Danvers. And so the Marvels, that also has both of them and Monica Rambeau, Probably part of the story is going to be like, where did she go and how do I get her back and what happened and what was Captain Marvel doing at the time she got flipped and she does she have a bangle also? How does the bangle tie in? What do you think of that, Anthony, at the end, that post credit scene? You know, I, I didn't know what to make of it, but I actually was like, this is a post credit scene that's like a, a good one, right? It's like yeah. not necessarily a fan servicey one. It's more like a, hey, this is an in, like a tease. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck just happened. But now you, to find out, you have to see the next movie. I thought she thought it was a good post. It scene. is a good. It's actually well done. It doesn't undercut anything Kamala's been through, right? Like you were expecting right. a Brie Larson cameo, but she could have easily took it over the whole thing, overshadowed her. 
Kamala's you build her up. She's got her whole origin story. And then this is just a little little flavor on top. You're like, oh, shit. Fuck. What's going to happen? So I also I thought it was very well done. Rugs, what do you make of this? I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, I didn't. As I said, I don't think it was filmed that well because I did think that she transformed into her. It, yes, I can see how you would. And think they should that. have kind of filmed it in a way where it would be a little bit more obvious. I mean, maybe they were trying to be like, you know, coy about it. But um, yeah, it sounds cool. They could I mean, have does, been ambiguous. The, yeah. Does the plot to that sound like an interesting movie that Miss Marvel is now where Captain Marvel was? And Captain Marvel's got to now go and find her. Like, I, I don't know. I wanted them to kind of be together, not right, wait to, for the rest of the me. whole movie to happen. Then they finally get together in the third act or something. It would have so, been nice if they met, right? This is her idol. She's going to take but her then name. again, the way that they do these things, just like with as guardians of the galaxy, they'll just wave it away in the first five minutes of the movie. And then you'll move on yeah, to the next thing. I mean, yeah, that was in Thor, right? The, the guardians, yeah. did they even even need to be in there in the beginning? No, no, it was just like, they were there that for was five just minutes. masturbation right there. I thought that was going to be more significant. Yeah. Piggybacking on this. I saw two predictions from screen crush theories about the, the Bengals yeah, or, yeah. or just in general, what's going on. Yeah. So here I'll just, pre- I'll present them to you. Okay. One of the theories is because remember at the end of the Ten Rings, Shang Chi and the Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, there was the beacon coming yep, from the rings, calling somebody. So oh. one theory is that the Ten Rings were actually the other Bengal. Oh, and they were broken apart. Oh, so that that that's one theory. Ooh. The second theory that they propose is the Bengal and the rings are from the negative zone. Okay, and that Kamala got transported to the negative oh, zone. Shit. And that the potential villain in the Marvels is Annihilus. Ooh. Oh, well, I like so, that. So the, the, all those, those artifacts are actually from a different dimension. Well, we do see the ten rings on the ground right. in that one scene. And like the arm that she gets the, the bracelet off of. There's supposed to be two bangles. Right. One for each. And it looks like a Kree arm or something. It could be some alien arm, maybe. Uh, right. But I, uh, that's definitely a Kree hand. Right. That was a Kree hand she found it off of. So. I like all I like all that. I like all these little breadcrumbs. I like actually getting some breadcrumbs, which is what I've been waiting for. Well, Fahi said that eventually you'll start to see where they're going. So maybe we're taking steps I, there. Yeah, I think finally they showed us something big here that they've been holding on to. Uh, also, Bisha Kale did say she had a lot more about the clandestines and uh, uh, red daggers that got caught. Backstory. They had figured out backstory for a lot of things. But they had to cut it all because got to be six episodes. Six episodes. I don't know why. Run through it. I don't know why it got to be six episodes. You could do eight. It's fine. You got to run through everything in six. Real fast. And one episode isn't even going to have Kamala in it the whole time. Which episode was that? That was like episode five, like the flashback and the when she goes oh, back in time. Like she's barely right. in it, right? It's all about Aisha, which I I love that story. It was like a very heartfelt story. Uh, also, I love how like Captain America, you know, f- gets frozen in World War II in the MCU. The partition happens like two years later. So you tie in that war, the soldiers in India and Pakistan who fought in that war and came back and then were treated like shit. And, uh, you know, what they went through and just learning about that was I kind of like that seeing the MCU in Pakistan at that time. Same thing as all this stuff exists in the MCU, which is great. <laughs> Muslims are real. All right. Well, look, final thoughts. Give it a rating. Let's rank it out of the seven 
Disney Plus TV shows, which are WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, What If, Moon Knight, and now Miss Marvel. Anthony, what would you give it? Uh, let me check. I had I put it on a list. Oh, you did put it on a list. Yeah, I have it. I'm going to go 7.5. Okay. And I have it tied for third with Moon Knight. Okay. I think Moon Knight, and although different shows, I think it's it's on par with Moon Knight. Yeah, I can see. I can with WandaVision and Loki being ahead. Okay, I can see. I can see that. Uh, the the yeah the connection. I think to both Moon shows Knight. have a very like interesting things. Yeah. I think they were both very oddly paced, but I like the perform. I like I like the characters. I just don't know if I like the the like how they played out the shows. Both new characters, first time out. Also, yeah, both shows hooked me initially, and then like kind of like what are they doing yeah and then by the end i was like i i liked it i just wish it was executed better yeah all right fair enough uh rugs where would you put it i don't know i think i like wandavision and loki and moon knight are like the ones that i think are the best ones and then this is right underneath so i guess it's 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 second place they're all tied for first those three so this is second place I mean, it's in that next tier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all the shows have something special in there. You know, they they pretty much do a good job. But OK, they've done a good job. Yeah, I would say overall, this. They've done a good job overall, yeah. but they've also not really home run any of the yeah. shows. No, no that's I, I absolutely would give right. it a seven. Absolutely right. Uh, out of ten. Yeah. So it's better than the it, it's better than the average show. And um it had a lot of stuff going for it. I just think it's weak as a superhero show. As was Moon Knight, by the way. So they're both oh. weak in that respect. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. But they're both not very superhero-y till the end. Yeah, they just don't capture, like, like and it's kind of weird because Moon Knight wasn't even going for superhero stuff at all. Right. But mm-hmm. this was, it was all about superheroes, but it didn't feel right. superhero-y. Like, it, yeah, enough. Right. So it was kind of like weird. It's like Moon Knight avoided it, and this show tried to embrace it, but somehow it wasn't clicking. Hmm. Because they were they were trying to do a lot of things there. Yeah. Imran, ten out of ten. Well, look, both of your <laughs> rankings are absolutely accurate. It makes a lot of sense. I'm 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 gonna give it eight point five. I'll, right. I'll put this at number one though, and and <laughs> followed by Wandavision, Loki. I did love Here. Moon Knight a lot. And then uh, this one, this if, one, this one hit a personal string. But for the you. fact that I saw this shit on TV, it gives it a little bit of edge and that they actually they got the tone of it right. They got the cultural things right. But there are some funny jokes where like Asian people or Pakistani people watching this were like, yes, it was very realistic up until the mother said, I'm proud of you. And then I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> there's no way that Bob would said, I love you. I'm proud of you. Kamala. I, I did like the bit where they were like. She told one person. Yeah. She told the dad yeah. and like the whole family. Yeah. Knew. Or she told like, the no mom. One can keep a secret. That happens like we, that. That happens. That hap- like you would. You find out big news and then literally the phone from Pakistan. It's calling. The phone's off and they've already heard it somehow. They're calling about this big news. You're like, how? I just told my mom. How do you know this? The mom always spreads it. So there was no way you weren't gonna like this because when we first started the show and Miss Marvel was a comic yeah. book, you literally said, "I'm Miss Marvel." Miss Marvel, this is. Fun. And then they put they put you on TV, it's so me. you were gonna love it. I feel seed, man. No, it's just they, they, you know, they changed it a lot from the comics, but 
some of the some of the dialogue and the family stuff is, is right from the comics right uh the brother still has a very epic beard too. yeah the brother looks the same uh no i'm saying in the in the show oh, yeah. i think that's a that's a very impressive yeah. beard as rugway pointed out in it's like it's like a black hole like light doesn't escape from there it's so amazing. black and perfectly perfectly shaped i don't know what kind of beard oil he uses but <laughs> it's probably olive oil yeah your beard doesn't look like that oh at my all. god mine is could like you do wiry that your shitty. like could you get it that long and like, his like pubes a, probably look like, like an that awning too. for your dick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Like his, his has a very like nice thickness. Yeah. Well, yours is like wired. Mine yeah, is like wiry and shitty. If yeah. I let it grow that much, maybe. But like, it starts to annoy me, and I can't. I just can't. There's too much. Like, I don't know how you can have a beard like that. But because it's a lot of maintenance, bro. You got comb that shit. You know, wash bet, that yeah. shit. You got shape it. I don't know how they do this, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for me, for them to do this and do it well, and and uh, it's just, uh it's lovely. It's lovely. I love. I'm, I'm surprised it's the highest rated one, but good for them. Yeah, 98 percent of Rotten Tomatoes is crazy, and like, wow. I don't think a lot of people watch this. I think the viewership. No, it's probably the lowest. Probably audience. the lowest audience, highest rated. Hopefully, well, two things. One, yeah. not for everybody. Yeah. Not marketed for yeah, everybody. Yeah. Two, I think there is definitely some Marvel fatigue going on. Possibly. It's a lot of shit. So, it's like there's so lot, many there's characters. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's so much. Okay, going on. we're gonna get into that. Also, the uh, some of the directors, of course, Adil Al Arbi and Bilal Fala, they are doing Batgirl, which is gonna come out at some point next year. Who knows? Set photos floating around. Michael Keaton's in it, but they got a Batgirl gig, so that's cool. They get to dip their toes in both universes. Okay, news from the nation. Let's find out uh, what the listeners are talking about. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Nice and succinct. I like it. Straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. I have some comments uh, for from our last episode, our Thor Love and Thunder review from uh some twitter people bob brasky at bob brasky says great point about the jane foster floating helmet thing why not just wear a fucking helmet uh he's got a point doesn't have to be a cg helmet all the time if it looks like a floaty helmet uh on the other hand at j h u l s f says just said i agree with anthony Thanks, man. <laughs> so, very succinct, right to the point. Like, there was no explanation sides. why Whoa. to back it up. Just yes, <laughs> uh, he but he loved the movie. Meeting. He might as well just put yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, man. Then, but I appreciate yeah. it. And then our buddy Johnny Gons uh, writes, "Great episode for a dude that loves the Naked Gun movies. This hit those feels." He's talking about Thor: Love and Thunder. Maybe this needed a straight man to bounce off of like Ruffalo, but all in all, still great. You guys doing any coverage of Westworld? He says season three was shit, but four is coming in hot rugs. Have you started watching Westworld? No, season? I did Me not. Me I, There's like three I'm or four episodes out I'm trying to get caught up on these there. 80s movies, and then I'm moving over to the, to, yes. to shows. I got to watch Better Call Saul. I got to watch this. Saul Rosenberg. Anecdotally, I did hear that Westworld season four. Yeah, from one of my friends, it's like, oh, this one's good. Holy shit. But I don't watch, I haven't watched any Westworld. I've watched so. all of them. I still don't know what the fuck the show is about. It's one of those shows. So you're just like, well, it I don't lost know its happening. way. And then on the second season, it kind of lost its way. And then the third season tried to like bring you into like the modern day. Yeah. Because everything takes place in this like park that's in the West, Wild West. 
I don't know. I got to catch up. So I'll now recap you're, on now season we're like in like the future. So it's it's, it's I'm going to have to check. I, I, and every time I've started to watch it, I'm like, OK, what can I watch? Oh, Westworld. I have not pulled the trigger because I'm like, I don't feel like watching a show where I don't, I'm not, not going to know what the fuck is going on. And it's going to make <laughs> my brain hurt. And I'm going to be like, what? Did yeah, I just watch? it's hard to remember everything that happened. Yeah. So I will watch it though, John Gons, because I've all went to heaven or some shit. I don't remember. I don't fucking remember. Anyways, well, I want to finish this new summation, Anthony, with a conversation we had last week, right after your internet suspiciously stopped working. Yeah, you guys want to start shitting on Marvel, so I'm like, I'm out of here. (laughs) Well, are we shitting on Marvel? Let's see if you can defend it, because this John Bellotti had a great comment about where is Phase 4 heading? Are they, do they have a direction? He has posted this article that I thought was pretty good. Just again, I'm just going to repeat these numbers in perspective. It says here, uh, it took Marvel Studios eight years to release the first 13 movies. Eight years, first 13 movies, 27 hours of total storytelling time. In, to compare that with right now, phase four, we are 18 months in into what they're calling phase four, which consists of six movies, seven TV shows, and it's a little over 50 hours of content. Anthony, I want your take. Do you see where it's headed? Where? What is it heading towards? Is it heading towards anything? I mean, I see where it's headed because I just nerd out on some of this stuff. Yeah. So, like, they're clearly to me building towards a Secret Wars, um, Secret Wars Kang type thing going on. And, and I don't think, I think, like, not everything is going to be, not all these peep characters are going to come together in one film, but that, I think that's where they're going. We didn't know where Avengers was going right. until the end of that credit scene when we saw, we knew event, they were building towards Avengers, but we didn't know where Marvel was really going until we got that credit scene. It's like, oh, Thanos! Right. Like this is a thing with Thanos. Yep. I think the problem here is they've released so much content, like you mentioned, yep. and we don't really have a clear direction. And they're introducing a lot of new characters, yeah. and we don't even know if there's an Avengers film. So I agree. Like, if you're a fan, you're kind of like. First off, you're like, the story kind of ended with Endgame. I don't know if I need to keep watching, but now I am watching, and there's just so much to keep up with. There's They're, they're very stretched thin in terms of, like, I don't know how far he has time to be overlooking everything like this. I don't think <laughs> he has so time. There's so much shit they're putting out. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree. Like, they're, they're, they definitely don't, it doesn't seem like they have a direction unless you're just super in the know and are just watching all the nerd videos like mm-hmm. I do. So for like a casual fan, I I definitely see that one they're stretched too thin. Two, there's a lot of things going on, and and you don't know where it's going, and it's a lot of new characters. So they, we don't really even know like who the kind of the figureheads are of the universe right now. Like it would phase one started with Tony Robert Downey Jr. You kind of knew like oh he's the the North Star for all right. this. But you even you had like, the Avengers really as a team together. Yeah. Right. So you can cover a lot of ground with all those characters together in a movie, like in some kind of fashion. This is like everybody's kind of spread out and it feels like it's not, you know, you can't move them all, all the pieces at the same time. You know what I equate it to is I equate it to actually reading comics sure. and trying to buy all the comics at one yeah. time and keep up with everything. Yeah. This is what this feels like. All the spinoffs and the events and the right. event spinoffs. Like if you're like legitimately buying Exhausting. every character's comic, you'll and you try to like put it together in your head, you can't because there's all these different writers and it's a lot. And I think they're that's what they're the model they've now adopted with the TV shows. And it, again, it's a lot. 
Is it going to be like that? There's that meme out there where at some point in the future to understand a Marvel movie, you are going to have to sit through like 270 hours of content to even fucking understand what the fuck is happening. Right. You don't want that to happen. That's that's there's a fear of that. Yeah, I think it's inevitable. Right. With the, with the way they're yeah. doing it. Is it also maybe like a new phase one? Is this like a rebuilding thing, a rebuilding year? You know, like when a team wins a championship and then everybody fucking yeah. goes off everywhere else and you got to rebuild and it will take years, right? Uh, from t- It started in 08. It wasn't f- until four years later, 2012, and they're like Thanos and then kept going. I still think that they need, they need to thin it out a little bit. There's too much going on. So, now. okay, here's maybe maybe we can get some clues. Well, that's not happening. Yes, maybe we can get some clues. We're, and here's the thing. I told you, 50 hours plus of content in this phase. We're only halfway fucking through the phase. Here is what's remaining on phase four slate. It's also interesting. Everything they announced on at San Diego Comic-Con the last time they were there, 2019, has either been like released or it has a date and we know it's coming. Like, Everything they released, they announced, is done. It's out there. So I can't wait to see what they bring. But remaining movies in Phase 4, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, this November. Ant-Man uh, and Quant- and Wasp, Mania next February 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3 in 2023. The Marvels, July 28, 2023. And they have put Fantastic Four somewhere in this phase to be well, I think determined. Blade is also filming. I don't know if it's phase considered oh, phase four. But- Blade might be part of this also. Yeah. That's just on the movie side. On the TV side, Miss Marvel is done. The next show they're going to release will be She-Hulk coming in August, August 17th. There is a Halloween special that allegedly will introduce uh, like uh, vampire or werewolf by night and other dark figures. There is a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special this December. Then you have the show's Secret Invasion with Nick Fury, Ironheart with Riri Williams, who we may meet in the Black Panther, Armor Wars with Don Cheadle. Then there's an untitled Wakanda series. I don't know who that's about. Well, you're also forgetting uh, there's Agatha, more? House of Harkness. Oh, fuck. There's Agatha Harkness. What if season two? Yes. Loki season Loki two. Loki season two. Filming now. And they're also doing Spider-Man freshman year. Oh, the cartoon. Yes. And Holy then we shit. don't know if X-Men 97 fits in, but they're also doing that. Well, and that is like the continuation of the 90s cartoon. So how does that like what if, if it fits in? I don't right. know. Yeah. I mean, what if it's an animated anthology ties in kind of to the MCU? Well, Spider-Man will. It's Spider-Man a, will. Yeah. Man will yeah. It's that. So that's a, a lot. Wow. That's, a, that's a lot of shit. I'm glad next, I quit reading comics. In the <laughs> next year and a half, literally. Next you two quit years. comics and now you just have to follow them on TV instead. Yes. You have to. You got to go by, find all these back issues, read the whole run, to understand where the fucking thing is. It is like comics. It's a crazy balance. They have to strike the balance of making everything feel important, but then also like starting stories where you there's a beginning and end and yeah. you don't have to do all the research. Do you yeah. want to watch all these That's shows? Hard. I don't know. I mean, I do, but I'm a nerd. I do. My, you know. I'm not the real, he's the nerd. I'm just, oh, I like this <laughs> You're the stuff. jock. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Uh, but uh, I think what, what I've, when I talk to like fa- my friends that yeah. like, like Marvel yeah. stuff, yeah. we are in the zone where unfortunately for Marvel and because uh, of their own doing, People are skipping things. Yeah, they're like, yeah. I'm like, are, are you, you caught up on Moonlight? They're like, oh, I'm not watching that. Or no, like, no. I have a friend that watches, uh, d- didn't watch any of Miss Marvel. He's like, it's not. Mm. I don't have any interest in watching that. So like, they're in a they're in a tough spot where people are like picking and choosing now. Maybe that's what they want, but mm-hmm. you know, people are definitely skipping stuff now. 
you don't like not everything feels important anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel appointment. Whereas when it was just the movies, you mm-hmm. felt like, okay, like two and a half hours at most, I'm going to go see it because these come out, what, once every three months. Right. At one time it was once every six months. Yeah. Now it's like every day there's a Marvel thing. Every month. With the there's TV like shows. A, yeah. There's a new Marvel thing almost for the past. Yeah. Every, every week you've got a new Marvel thing essentially. I mean, it's, it's a, on the one hand, it is a great time. To be alive, if you love all this shit, like I never imagined. They're hurling all this shit out at you, but they are. They're just getting it out. But like I, like I don't care for a Secret Invasion. I don't care for an Ironheart. I don't care for an Armor Armor Wars. Wars. Yeah, I'll watch Wakanda. I'll watch She Hulk. I'll watch um, all these movies that are coming out. They did. They all make the make the list, but. Some things I don't give a shit about. I mean, Secret Invasion, I'm kind of excited about because it is Nick Fury. It's Skrulls. We can find out what the fuck's going on. I feel like they could do a lot of big reveals there and set things up. Well, one more other TV show we forgot. I Am Groot. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I don't give a shit about that either. Cartoon. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> uh, these Halloween specials will be interesting because I are they animated? I don't know if they're no, live, action. live action. They're live action. Interesting. That's interesting. You don't. Yeah, it's been a, a hot minute since the Star Wars holiday special. Or holiday specials that have been any good? Yeah, you know, they're like you said earlier. They're really. I think they this phase is like their experimentation mm, phase. Mm. And I think their 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 strategy is let's just try everything all at once, mm. and you know, you you can kind of see the result. It's a very mixed bag. Like we're gonna do Eternals, and we're gonna have Chloe Zhao do yeah. it. We're gonna do yeah. a Shang Chi, and we're gonna do you know, we're gonna do a a Miss Marvel TV show. Like they're just. I think everything's just getting like you throw it on Fahey's desk and he's like green light. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it could be anything. Any obscure rocket racer? Yeah, give him a show. What the fuck? Right, right. Any yeah, and but that that's a mm, could be a problem, but they're pumping content out. Yeah, and they gotta phase out the older dudes. You know, there's the young Avengers. At this rate, like you're not gonna see an X Men thing for like years then. Like they're just gonna keep dropping clues. Or you're going to see it like right away. Yes, I think just make a fucking Wolverine show. Yeah. Oh boy. It's uh, a lot. It's a lot. If you're if you're a casual fan, even if you're not a, even if you're rug boy level yeah. fan, it's you know, you can already tell from his voice he's not interested in all this shit. So And we have this and Star Wars. There's so much content coming in the next few years. It's you want to know what it is? It's like I already know what to expect from the Disney uh machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially with the TV shows. Like yeah, they only go they only go so far with those shows. Do you guys think the quality has taken a hit in this later phase or no, Anthony? I think I think I don't. I think the quality has taken a little bit of a hit, but I think it's because, like, if you look at all the three phases, it wasn't like every movie was a home run. They, right. like, every movie there was every you know there yeah. were some really good ones, some yeah. okay ones, some ones they you know you could do without all the whole it, time. Yeah, right. But it's just the fact that. They've released so much yeah. that, like, the, the duds aren't spread out. Right. You don't have three months to be like, oh, I'm getting over that dud. Like, you could you could watch, if you didn't like Thor, Love, and Thunder, and then you didn't like Miss Marvel, they're both, like, back-to-back. Right. Right? So you're, you're again, every, the content's every week. So if you, if you don't like something and you don't like a couple things, it could be, like, three things in a row you don't like, and that's been, like, three months of your time. And then you're right. like, I'm out, right? 
Right. And Kevin Feige cannot be producing all these things. He's got no way no. he could be doing all this shit. He's got to have yeah, pawn yeah. some of these off. I mean, he's got a yeah. big picture, but right, he has to pawn off some of the, the management. Now, yeah, Campio was saying, like, and it's true that like there's no way the the quality control that Faye had yeah. isn't the same anymore. Hmm. Hmm. There's no way he just there's no way there's you no have way to be recreate that man. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's why you got like the shows and you. That, I think that's probably one of the reasons you look at well, like the shows and and movies and they're like, eh, where? How does this even fit in? Like, right. Where? You look at like Miss Marvel and you're like, how the hell does that time loop even make sense with the rules they ups, ups, you know yeah. established? Or yeah. how the hell do you have Tiamat coming out of the Earth and nobody's and talked the Earth about not him. exploding? Yes. <laughs> like, how does it make sense anymore? Yeah. And wouldn't people be talking about this? And it hasn't cracked the crust. Yeah, they're throwing a lot of these things out there. Rips in reality, you know, Doctor Strange dimension, fucked up like, a got, lot of yeah. things. You got alternate universe, you yeah. got dimensions, you're like what? People How does saw this all make sense? people saw three fucking Spider Men. Oh, they forgot though. Did they forget? I don't even know. Yeah, Peter Parker and you Nobody knows race who he is. that he's yeah, no one knows who he is, or but yet, do they? How does he get a job? Yeah, how does he have a social security number, <laughs> birth certificate? How does any of this work? Uh, it's comics. We, it's know. comics. But, but again, great time to be alive if you love all this shit. Here's going to be a big test, right? Miss Marvel, I thought on the better end of things, oh boy, this She Hulk, I think this is going to be, this is going to go crazy. It's going to be a shit show to watch unless they've really fixed the special effects. They I have feel like, like it's going to be a big crash and burn. I, this might be like the first, you know, fucking two thumbs down actual. Because this is the most high profile of. Yeah of uh the shows like that of new characters like loki we know already wanda we already right, know right you got ruffalo in it you got the name hulk and uh oh can't wait august 17th so that's gonna be a big one but well, yeah hopefully there's more clues to where this is heading let's finish up with some what are we watching anthony you watched anything uh interesting fun yeah i'm doing my catch-up to catch up for the show oh, next catch week. Catch up so and mustard. Yeah, what'd you watch? Over the weekend, I watched Highlander oh. and Mad Max 2. Oh, I also watched Mad Max 2. I'm going to watch that. Like, also soon. known as a road warrior in the States. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of Highlander? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how this movie made the tournament. <laughs> I forced it on you. We did. Uh, you did. We did. We did. This is one of your picks, and yeah. it is. I forced. You have to watch it. That's why. Oh, my God. It's your oh job to watch this, Anthony. It's uh, but, oh my it's very God. low That's budget. all I have to say. Yeah. It is very. It's an 80s movie. You can't deny it. Oh, my God. It's the most like 80s the movie premise, you've ever seen. The concept is, is there's a little, something cool about it, do you think? The, the, pro, the concept is okay. Yeah. It can be only one. The way it's filmed, the, the acting. Very bad. Oh, so bad! <laughs> I mean, like, 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 even worse than like the, some of these '80s films. I'm like, this is bad, but I enjoy it. This one's like, oh my god, this is bad. Christopher Lambert is the worst person to cast. He might be the, one of the worst actors yeah, I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, he's blind. Is he blind? Like, he's what? legally blind. Like he's like oh not god. like blind where he needs a walking stick, but he when he made he that wears movie, glasses he was, he was le- really he wears glasses and like he's got really bad vision. So like. He couldn't see shit that was happening. He doesn't know what the director is telling him. (laughs) His accent is absurd. His accent is terrible. He's ugly. (laughs) Like he's like he's he's firing on all cylinders. It's it's, like why did they cast that guy? But the fact that Sean Connery's in it is just absurd. Oh yeah, 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 as an Egyptian. And he's Egyptian, yeah. As he's first a Spaniard, then he's an Egyptian, right? And it's like what? How much they pay you to do this, (laughs) dude? He's done some fucking. He did some bad movies. 
Yeah, he showed up in some Zardoz. That was the Zardoz League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, man. Uh, what you call it? Highlander. Wow, <laughs> wow. But you don't like the Kurgan? Uh, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he was. I like Clancy Brown's awesome in anything. So, <laughs> oh yeah, Kurgan's Clancy cool. Brown. Just yeah. for the Kurgan, it's worth watching. And the and the you weird, get a weird sexy. sex scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that sex scene is so strange. <laughs> that scene preceding preceding that scene that like makes her want to have sex with him is like he. First off, they have like an odd relationship. They don't. He stalks her. Yeah, and then. She finds out he's like undead and like, or he, she finds out he's immortal after stabbing him. And she's like, Oh my God. You're like, you're immortal. Let's have sex. What's <laughs> <laughs> the, the ultimate turn on, isn't it? Oh my God. No, it's crazy. What, what a fucking movie that was. That was, uh, that's, it's by far the lowest one I've ranked in personally in my head. Yeah. Not according to the rankings that uh, we will use next week is actually like higher than you would expect. Oh, oh really? Yeah. By the, fa- the fans love it. But, uh, yeah. the, the like letterboxed, yeah. like, has like a very soft spot in their heart for, well, it is for this a, movie. It's a cult hit, man. There's people, yeah. you know, because the more that you watch universe. it, the more hilarious. Like they open with the wrestling match, oh, and then he goes yeah. into the garage. Oh my god, we um, I can talk about this movie all. Day. I gotta rewatch that one. All right, him, yeah, him going into the like, what I just, him going into the garage and it's completely empty, even though they're like in a full stadium. It's just, <laughs> what is going on? No one ever walks into uh, whatever. I need to rewatch that one. I'm kidding. I, I, he makes a weird gay joke to the cop. Oh god, <laughs> it's so bad. Chop his head off. Yeah. Uh, lots of heads being and chopped off. He has sex off. with multiple chicks. He has like the other he chick that, when he's when he's like a uh, the Scottish when dude. He's Scottish, yeah. All right. Well, compared there's boobs, to there's multiple boobs in that. Compared to George Miller's The Road Warrior, Mad Max. Now he's got to watch Conan. Now he's got to watch Conan too. Oh, I will. Conan's this week. That will complete. Conan's- that will complete your training of eighties movies. I, I, w- I will let you know what after we talk about Mad Max. I'll tell you what the four movies I haven't seen. Okay. Yet. All right. Um. Uh, Mad, Mad Max, Max is good. Yes. It's good. Yeah. Young it's good. Mel it's Gibson. Very simple story. Simple, straightforward. Dude, and just think about like those scenes with the the, the cab and the the chases and the cars. That's all. That's all real fucking stunts. That's like, right. Yeah. That, that, is that dude gets tossed for real. <laughs> they are throwing. The people are jumping from car oh, to car. Yeah. My my favorite scene because it's, it's so bizarre is when the feral kid run gets I out love of the hole. The feral kid is great. He throws the boomerang. Yes. The guy with the glasses tries to catch yes. it. He cuts his fingers yes, off. And everyone laughs. And, and the feral kid does a backflip <laughs> and then runs back into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slicey oh, with the this? fucking boomerang. And, you know, I, and every, like, he gets his fingers sliced and all the bad guys that are laughing. like with him, they start laughing. It's just like, ha, ha, ha. Well, the guy tries to catch it. Just slices it right up. I love the dog in that movie. The fucking oh, yeah. Australian Shepherd dog, little dude. That dog was great. They killed him off screen. I was very angry. It's, it's your classic, like, lone wolf gets roped into a situation yep. where he doesn't really want to be there, yep. but then, like, he wants to just get out of that situation, but he ends up being roped in and, like, trying to having to save the day for these good people type thing. Oh, bow down to Lord Among Us. <laughs> Fuck it. The costumes are <laughs> the amazing. Bondage. The bondage, like, the the... the the way that it's like biker and bondage gear and the fucking cars that they made and the ta- like all that shit was great. Isn't the bad guy from uh, Commando in that one? Is he? Uh, probably one of them. No, I don't think. No. Is he? I don't Isn't know. He the guy with the mohawk. That looks. He looks completely. He looks like jacked. Let's see, Commando. But the guy with the red mohawk. As I look this up, like <laughs> he's wearing like a, a fucking like. What do, you, what do you call those uh, straps Able or not? Beads? No, uh, 
No, 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 not anal beads. <laughs> anal beads. Uh, uh, fuck. What do you call those chaps? Oh, ass oh chaps? yeah, leather chaps. A- ass ass leather chaps. chaps. Yeah, and yeah. And every time they like shoot him climbing into things, I'm like, oh, I can see this fucking guy's ass. <laughs> right. That's what I enjoy about the movie. <laughs> Uh, he is. Oh yeah, he was Wes in Mad Max. 2. Oh, he was. He was. See? Yeah. So the guy I, playing, I, I hum- got the eye. Humongous was fucking. That's a big dude too. I don't know where they found that. Uh, guy. How did he lose all of his muscle from then to, to being in Commando? Like a couple yeah. years later, the, the roids just stopped working. I was gonna say like the way his body transforms in five years, yeah. where he goes from like de- he's not the he's not humongous. He's the red yeah, mohawk the, yeah, guy, but like yeah. he's in like decent shape to like commando where he's his body is like like uh, like linguini it's like what, <laughs> what the <fuck> happened <laughs> <laughs> the max shirt doesn't help vernon wells oh he's fucking bennett that's right yeah, yeah. wow that's that awesome steam bennett <laughs> one thing to point out is having seen like a bunch of these 80s movies the amount of crossover in actors in all yeah. of these movies it's i guess it makes yeah. sense right but yeah. it's like it's kind of insane if I had endless free time, I would just like want to map out the, the amount of crossover actors in, yes. in all these movies. You see the same guys over and over again. Over Some and over. Great explosions too, and like just great like desolate Australian landscapes, like that just these roads and they're driving and they're doing these scenes. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's one of those movies where you like be watching and like this is pretty normal to see now. Now, but right? Just like. Back in the, I have to like transport myself back. Nineteen eighty one. This yeah. came out. That would have blown my mind. Like, holy shit! Look at these stunts. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I also watched Red Dawn. Oh, that's, that's a one John Milius film. Who also did Conan John Milius, Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen. I gotta watch that. Is it good? Uh, it yeah, it's not bad. It's a very like pro America, you know, it's America. Hell yeah! But it's there's a lot of violence. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's good. It's a good so, yeah, story. Red Dawn's on my list. Yep. I got to see Red Dawn, Conan the Barbarian, The Delta Force, and Delta. Best of the Best are my last four. Okay, yeah, I, I think, think you're going to like Best of the two. Best the most. Okay. Um, I was looking for Chuck Norris movies. I was looking for Delta Force. I couldn't find it on Amazon, but they had um, The Octagon. So I oh my that god, on. what is that movie? It's a Chuck Norris movie where he talks to himself throughout the whole movie. Oh like my he god. whispers to himself. I'm like ASMR like so 1980. So uh, I ha- I can't really tell you the plot of this film because it was so hard to follow. I just didn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> but basically Chuck Norris is like this guy, I guess, that for some reason gets embroiled in this ninja training facility. There's ninjas in so the movie. So, like, there, there's this ninja training facility out in the desert somewhere where his brother, his adopted brother, he was actually adopted by, like, a ninja. And his brother, like, was jealous of him because he was more skilled than him. Of course, the white guy's more skilled than the Japanese dude. And <laughs> so he starts, I guess, like, uh, he gets disgraced. The Japanese dude gets disgraced and his father, like, kicks him out. And so he goes and starts his own, like, ninja secret ninja training somewhere and like evil ninjas. And so Chuck Norris is now like, here's about like ninja activities. Like, well, it's gotta be my brother. My brother's up to this and I got to find out. So he kind of starts to kind of like look around like, like a detective to try and figure out clues. And he ends up like always hooking up with like some women. Like, so the movie opens, <laughs> he goes like, he, there's no, like it's, it's shot horribly and it, and it's written horribly. So he goes to like a dance 
where supposedly there's like a, a dance performance where they're doing karate, but you never see it. You okay. never see. You just see like th- them taking a bow. And he's like, oh, you're cur- I like how you <laughs> he goes up to this hot chick. He's like, I like how you can incorporate karate into your dance. And then the next thing you know, like they're on a date immediately. <laughs> and um, I'm like, happening? and then Bilotti, remember last week? He's like, yeah, there's no tits in a Chuck Norris movie. I'm like, all right, well, I guess none of these chicks are getting naked. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, one of the girls takes off her shirt. And I was like, oh, my God, Bilotti's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to oh let him God. know. So, like, it was a terrible movie. Don't watch it. But uh, there is a crazy ninja with a, like a red uh, mask on that's pretty cool looking. But they literally – I'm going to describe to you the, how the director shoots action scenes. He puts the camera in one place, and then he just leaves it there for the whole entire <laughs> Chuck Norris fight scene. I'm like, cut to something. Cut to anything. <laughs> Cut to another, like, you know, it was just like, it was like, what, excruciatingly bad, like, uninteresting to watch. But I did watch the whole fucking thing. You know who else is in this? Lee Van Cleef. Yes. Who is in Escape from New York. Yes. See, there's he's, your connection. He's, there you he's the bald guy with the earring. <laughs> yes. I love who, that you were looking for a movie you were supposed to watch and you settled on this and you're like, I'm going to watch this one instead. Uh-huh. Because yes, like, it's Chuck Norris and Ninjas. Like, how could you <laughs> go wrong? And oh, I, boy, apparently you went wrong. Boy, Several ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so if good. you look at the Wikipedia, they, this it literally says in the, one of the first few lines, it's noticeable for its inventive use of voiceover effects <laughs> to portray <laughs> the inner life of Norris's character. Oh my God. Inventive he's such a bad use. actor. He's terrible. <laughs> Like he literally, you can't tell if he's surprised. His emotion stays the same no matter what. Like his delivery, no matter what happens. My God, he's like, would you like to go on a date? He's like, aha, that's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching this trailer. It looks looks like a TV. Oh my God, from 1980. It is 1980. So yeah. So wow, wow. That's not in the tournament. I didn't. I watched the wrong Chuck Norris movie. The wrong Chuck Norris movie. You son of a bitch. I, I'm like, I haven't seen. I'm like, I've, I remember I saw it. See, the thing is, like, I've watched a lot of movies growing up, but they were not. They were edited for TV. A lot of them were on the Channel right. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, so in New York, they have a Channel Eleven. That's where they do like the Sunday movies or the Godzilla movies. I saw like all the Kung Fu movies. I saw them. They were heavily edited. So I never saw like a very like violent version of these movies, or a very like or or a full version so a lot of these movies like i don't know the impact of them until i see them again so it's weird but i'm I'm like oh, i saw that movie but i didn't see the boobs because there was they was cut i didn't know it that's was how movie. i do airplane and then when i watched it again uncut i was like oh my god i forget there's just straight boobs in this pg <laughs> yeah there's comedy. Like violence and there's like blood and all kinds of shit people getting decapitated ah so. uh, the 80s it's a great time <laughs> uh, all right. So again, listener, next week this, this octagon does not make the tournament. No, but you should not. find out. I will post it in our Facebook group. The movie's in the tournament now, before. Imagine we'll I can watch the Delta Force and it's worse than the octagon. It, it might be. Very like, possible. Oh, I, very I possible. haven't seen, I haven't sat down and watched a Chuck Norris film in in yeah. in, in its entirety ever. I don't. That's think. why oh. I asked John like which one was the best, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> We, just had, we literally threw one in there. Yeah. You can listen on Patreon, but we literally threw it in there because we were like, he, his, the amount of work he did in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. We were like, we just have to throw him a bone because he, he released like 15 films. Because he's in Chuck 10 Norris. He's like legend. He's legendary. <laughs> that he's Walker, him? Texas Ranger. His career didn't end. Right. I know. No, I mean, he is legendary. It's just, he, I don't think he, not, he didn't really make good films. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. 
somebody thinks that just Chuck Norris has got his fans. He's got a fan yeah, base. Yeah. Oh, I, I have no doubt there's a Chuck Norris Reddit thread fan club somewhere. Uh, because, you know, his, he adds that. Remember that ad where he's in jeans and he's like doing a kick and it's like, look, the jeans don't split. Chuck Norris can kick in them. And they stay together. He was like selling <laughs> jeans as with a fucking sidekick. Well, the latest thing with Chuck Norris years ago was him, like them just throwing his name into everything. Oh, yeah. Chuck Norris is the most badass. There was like the list the of things gym. Chuck Norris does. Yeah. Well, no, it was like Chuck Norris wears ultra rib condoms inside out for his own pleasure. <laughs> for his, right. There was those. This oh, was, yeah. That was, was an early meme. Chuck yeah. Norris jokes. There's a thousand yeah. of them. Oh, those are. I, got a I book really enjoyed for Christmas those. of all the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I got also a book, Chuck Norris versus Mr. T, but it's a comic book. <laughs> Chuck Norris makes onions cry, you know, stuff like that. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so he's known as a badass. He needs representation in the tournament, which will be held how, next how, week. How many films do you have to watch, Imran? I think probably the same four amount that you do. Well, you watched Red Dot. I did watch Red Dot. I think there was an, I think, oh, so maybe it's three. Hmm. I'm just going down the list. And I'm like, the first one I haven't seen, let's watch that. So it's just a handful left. Or a three. It's not a handful. It's just three. Yeah, of the four, I would say I, I think I'll like best of the best. Conan, I'm not looking forward to. Oh, come Delta on. Force, I think, will be fun. Yeah. And uh, there was one more. I forgot. But uh, yeah, I'm still looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Oh, my God. It's going to be an amazing Battle Royale Red Dawn. Tournament. Red Dawn, I think I'll like. Oh, Red Dawn. Yes. Yeah. I think you might like that one. On the seventh day, God rested. And then Chuck Norris took over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah best of the best i might watch highlander again oh they live i might have to watch oh i gotta that. watch that too the dark is afraid of chuck norris <laughs> <laughs> there's tons of those fucking stupid jokes oh they were so funny some of them were really fucking funny chuck norris grinds his coffee with his teeth and boils the water with his own rage <laughs> fucking silly uh anyways when that's Freddy it Krueger the- has nightmares they're about <laughs> chuck norris <laughs> Stay tuned for San Diego Comic-Con listener. We will be discussing probably on our Patreon hangout because it's the first day. All the news next week. 80s action tournament next week. The Gray Man is also out if you want to watch that. I, I watch, watch so that. much stuff. Oh, my God. A lot of stuff to watch. We will discuss. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Come follow me. There will be a link Retweet to Rugby's Twitter me. in our show description as well. Follow us. Uh, support the show, share the show. That's the most important thing you could do. Spread it around, spread around the geekery. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Let me tell you about Tony. All right, Tony ruins lives. I fucking <laughs> loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Be more funny.